Welcome to Kinetic, a healthcare app bonus series about careers and leadership in healthcare marketing and related fields, including digital strategy and consumerism. The modern world of work is constantly moving, so in this series, we bring you musings on careers and leadership from well-known friends. Our goal is to highlight the journeys that some of our friends have taken to reach their work goals and some of the insights that they've learned along the way. I'm Jared Johnson, founder of the Shift Forward Health Production and Marketing Group. Over the course of this bonus series, we will be sharing exclusive interviews with an all-star lineup of experienced leaders. Today, my guest is John Marzano, president of Jam3 Strategic Marketing and PR. Let's get moving. John, how are you doing today? Great, Jared. How are you? Thanks for having me. Is there some go-to advice, I guess, that you share with colleagues about careers or leadership in this field in, in healthcare marketing? Well, I say that the first thing that comes to mind is basically advising or recommending that people look at opportunities and not just bypass those opportunities because, for example, it may be in another state, another location, perhaps a sort of a fringe component of their expertise. I always tell young people, don't be afraid. Don't bypass the opportunities when they come at you because you just never know. I'll give you an example. Early in my career as a young guy, I had a chance to take this opportunity in another state. It was not something that initially was going to be very comfortable. I was newly married at the time and said to my wife, you know, we have an opportunity to go to Ohio, Southwest Ohio. And being from the Northeast, uh, that might be viewed as sort of another world. But long story short, we took the opportunity to do that and said, you know, we can go anywhere for two years. If we don't like it, we'll, we'll just look for opportunities back home and come back home. Well, 13 years later, we were debating whether to make another move. So it turns out that that, that move, as difficult as it was personally, it turned out to be a sentinel move for my career and our lives, you know, and making our lives together. So it's one of those things that when you talk to young people who get very set and very comfortable with what they're doing, you can't bypass opportunities uh, sort of willy-nilly. You have to take a look at them seriously because they could end up being drivers of your career. I can think back to a couple of opportunities myself where the thought of it made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) And uh, one of them did involve moving states, ironically, and thinking back, you know, of course, hindsight, right? You know, I don't know where the trajectory would have gone if I didn't take those opportunities. But I do remember that feeling of discomfort and having to think through that a little bit more. And and I, I don't feel like it was just because I was at a certain stage in my career, a little, you know, a little earlier in my career, I feel like I would have felt that discomfort no matter what. <laughs> it's just because that's the nature of these types of choices we have to make. Yeah, you just, you know, you just never know when that when that approaches uh, in your personal life. And, you know, where does it go and, and where does it lead to? I'm a firm believer of things happen for a reason. Uh, so I'll continue. And that served me well throughout my career. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you've you've had several several of these types of opportunities, as I recall, that either did involve relocating or just involved taking on responsibilities that weren't that common at the time. And it wasn't like, oh, I understand perfectly how to do this. <laughs> I can, you know, I can feel a hundred percent confident in every single thing here. You know, you clearly have to have enough confidence in being able to do the job, but not all the job is always defined. There's a lot of ambiguity in this field. And I think that's something that's worth just always having on the table and being aware of and knowing that that's part of the deal. And if you're waiting for like 100% lack of ambiguity, you know, everything being crystal clear, then this field is probably going to be kind of tough. <laughs> it's That's not built into a lot of the things we do. Yep. 
I, I agree. That's never going to happen. And, you know, as you know, in the early days of, of marketing, particularly in healthcare, I mean, no one really knew what it was. Doctors wanted promotion. The organization wanted promotion. We didn't think a lot about brand marketing per se. We thought about just getting the word out about your organization against your competition. And a lot of different things were thrown at marketing to solve problems back in those days. And so you become, in, the, in those early days, you become an expert at fixing and solving problems, not necessarily being great marketers. That whole evolution took place over the years uh, as you worked in the job and as you, as you, you build a framework around promoting your organization to consumers. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic in how that's evolved and certainly to where we are today, which is highly technical, highly complex, yet we still seem to struggle in many ways with some of the same issues. Absolutely. That evolution is maybe something we can key in on for a moment here. I remember at a couple of points in my career also feeling like I, I made a, an evolution from a web developer to a brand strategist. I kind of went backwards, perhaps, in terms of what's typical. Uh, because a lot of times we've had to learn some of the more technical parts along the way. And I came from the more technical side and had to learn some of the strategic things along the way. And either way, that evolution has to happen to envelop and incorporate all the things that provide more value to our organizations. And what I've seen is a marketing leader who is able to take the reins instead of be reactionary in those moments is the one who thrives. The leader who can be just aware enough, keep their finger on the pulse of what's happening out there on the streets and say, look, like, let me make the case for this. Let me make the case for these new investments. Let me make the case for evolving our strategy in this way. Instead of just being told always goes better when that marketing leader can be the one in that position. Uh, are, are there ways that you've seen leadership evolve over the years? Yeah, I, I think it definitely has. And a lot of it at least in my case, was a result of challenges within the organization, financial challenges uh, during certain periods, during certain downtimes, where the organization would bring in consultants to look at cost efficiency operations. How are you going to get more efficient? And that puts the marketer in a very tough situation because a lot of times marketing in those days was the first to be cut uh, because people, again, didn't understand the potential that it had to not only talk to consumers in a, in a very different way, but also be a revenue driver for the organization. And one example I have is an organization, I won't name it, we had one of the big eight accounting firms come in and basically say, marketing, you're, you're 60 or 70% too high in your expense component. So you're going to have to cut your budget in half within the next 18 months. And me being somewhat irreverent at times, I said, well, here are the keys to the, to the door in the, in the uh, department, because if you're going to ask us to cut 50% of our budget, we're not going to have anything left to utilize and support marketing efforts. That was, again, one of those sandal moments where as a marketing leader, you can either say, okay, here, cut my budget, here are the keys, or you can say, we've got to come up with a different strategy to prove the fact that marketing has some value in the organization and at the same time getting efficient, getting much more productive in driving revenue. So that that began the whole discussion. This goes back 10 to 12 years. That started the whole discussion around digital marketing and being able to target business 
actively looking for certain services and be able to show somewhat of a return on that marketing investment. So that was an opportunity, again, and I think marketer marketers today, marketing leaders today, continue to have that opportunity for their organizations, looking to to build or to rebuild some of the revenue that was lost during the pandemic, uh, but also talk to consumers and patients in very different ways that keeps them brand loyal and keeps them coming back. Because we know most of the business in healthcare is repeat business. And if you do a good job, you're going to keep that loyalty uh, ongoing. So the marketer today has to really look at those macro dynamics that are going on outside of the organization itself and be able to share that, socialize that inside the organization and build credibility for not only themselves, but for their entire department. The story you shared there about, you know, handing the keys, essentially, you know, I can see that as being one of the turning points in your career that, uh, that you're going to learn from and, and, and base a lot of other choices off of are there other turning points when you look back at your career that that were like yeah that that helped me shape the next stage of my career that helped me evolve as a leader uh any other turning points that stand out oh my gosh uh probably too too many to mention but i think having gone through mergers and acquisitions a few times in my career being in a position to have to consolidate uh departments have to uh reduce staff or re-engineer staff based on the business needs of the organization. Those are never easy decisions, right? Because you have to cut you have to cut people sometimes. Uh, or you have to cut different support services that you've historically provided to the organization. So you do that, but you also have to take that opportunity to socialize that that decision making within the organization to maintain I guess your posse, if you will, your relationships within your organization uh, to help them understand why you're doing what you're doing. So I think there are a number of those that help build that maturity uh, from a leadership standpoint and also not being afraid to take to take a stand, to take a hit sometimes if you have to, to admit maybe you've made some mistakes along the way, but move on and always try to evolve as the business evolves, as the organization evolves. And as marketing dynamic evolves, oh, there's a lot to that. I'm, you know, I'm thinking of some of the lessons that, that we can all learn from that, especially the part of just being being aware of that bigger picture of the dynamics that are happening often to the business side of the organization that you really have no control over, but you know that that you can still be responsible or be held responsible for either the growth of the business or certain aspects of it that maybe somebody didn't come into a marketing leadership role uh, understanding as much. There, there's so much to marketing, and I think it's still, as a field, very misunderstood or, or just not fully understood as far as the value to the business. I know this is an, an evolution that has happened a lot, but we still have a long way to go there, I feel like. And th- this can really uh, shape the types of choices that we make as far as whether to take a new role or, or seek out a new role or try to get into leadership. If you're not there yet, I'm thinking of somebody who's earlier in their career or maybe in the middle of their career who is looking to make that leap into an executive or a senior role and you know what what those things are that would help them stand out. And I think those are some of the things you just described of a lot of the awareness, the organizational awareness and the strategic value that you are showcasing and that is is understood by those who need to know the value of it. So I think you touched on a lot of great things there. Yeah, I think, Jared, if if I could add another point, I I think we see, 
and we've had these conversations before, about there's still a lot of status quo mindset within healthcare organizations. And it's not just it's not just in marketing, but it's it's overall organization leadership. You know, the consumer today has changed the game. Uh, their demands are very different than what they were before. They're much more in tune. They're much more educated with their expectations in healthcare, just like they are in any facet of their life. And so I think that's put an enormous challenge and burden onto a marketer's role and a marketing leadership role within the organization because nine times out of 10, this whole patient engagement approach that's seeing you know much more prominence today in healthcare really falls to the marketer. And so the marketer needs help, whether it be technology, whether it be talent out there to help them understand and gain a better perspective of the consumer because the consumer is demanding so much more. So to me, that seems to be the biggest challenge going for today's healthcare marketer. Uh, I agree. I like that a lot. Let me ask you one of the burning questions that seems to be out there. It's a little tongue in cheek, but uh, I'd love to hear your take on this. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about this, but should we be worried about ChatGPT taking our jobs? I personally don't think marketing is high on that list to be replaced by ChatGPT. Um, I will say, you know, I've used I've used Chat AI, and my experience has been it's more foundational than anything. If you want to set up a premise or a parameter around a particular subject or issue, I think it can help you do that very well. I think what Chat lacks right now is soul. There's no soul to the copy. There's no soul to the content, and that's where I think the individual human and their ability to create, whether it be in words or ideas, still rules that component. So for me, it's foundational and I don't fear it taking over my job. Now, at this point in my career, I may not care, (laughs) right? But I use it for what I think is most appropriate setting the parameters, setting the framework for something. Uh, For the record, I feel very much the same in terms of the the opportunities right there in front of any marketer. You know, if if somebody's been relying on producing work that doesn't have soul itself, then there's a greater risk of chat GPT or whatever the next thing is that comes along uh, to to be seen as more valuable than them. I don't see that happening in mass. Like you said, in, in our field, I feel like there's so much that we do that if anything, something like conversational AI or generative AI uh, can actually showcase marketing's value more if we do this right. So uh, it's all up to us as as usual. It's all up to us to seize that opportunity in front of us. You know, the other point, Jared, if I could make one more point about that, you know, we hear a lot of talk about that being used for diagnoses and information for patients who are going through health issues. Somebody's got to oversee that language, whether it be a clinician or a marketer, to make sure it's <laughs> it's positioning that information in the context of the organization appropriately. So I think therein is is a potential opportunity in a marketing realm where somebody is overseeing that patient education or that information that's going out publicly. Yeah, that's a really good point. That that's something that kind of feels like low hanging fruit, like a perfect place to to uh, offer some value yeah. uh, right away. That's a great idea. Well, any final words of advice for professionals, especially those who are a little uh, earlier in their careers? I would say take advantage, again, uh, of opportunities. Get some practical experience. 
I know one of the fun things I do is is I like to pay it forward and work with my college and university and my alma mater where I can participate in, in business workshops to help young people who are actively looking for some of the expertise and insight that we can bring. And I always encourage young people to look at internships, uh, regardless of where they are, whether it's an agency, whether it's whether it's a marketing shop, whether it's a digital technology organization, look for those opportunities as marketers, because I think, I guess the broader your experience, the more opportunity is going to present itself, especially as this, this discipline continues to evolve and move forward with the new bells and whistles and tools that are available. So I think young people should always look for those opportunities as well to get some practical experience and, and not be afraid of it. You're young. Everyone knows, you know, you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of real world experience yet. So this is the best way to get it and fail if you have to fail a few times, because as we all know, we learn a lot more through failure than we do through, uh, you know, winning the game. So keep that keep that idea going, keep it moving. And then when you get the opportunity, pay it forward as well. Hey, hope you enjoyed this conversation. Stay tuned for our next bonus episode featuring the godfather of content marketing, Joe Polizzi, and his advice for developing career resilience. Mm-hmm.